0: that's ixl.com/be Welcome to Transformative Principal. Today I am so excited to have Ryan Hinton on the program. He's an assistant principal at Castle Rock High School in Castle Rock, Washington. He's been an educator for 15 years, and this is his first year as an administrator. Before that, he was an English teacher where he taught everything from sixth grade to uh, high school English AP, and he was in California and now lives in Castle Rock, Washington, where there are about 450 students in his high school. Ryan, welcome to Transformative Principal. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Jethro.
0: Well, uh, we are here talking because you attended the Move Up workshop that I did with uh the Washington Principals Association um, earlier this year and wanted to get your take on how that was, what you thought of it. And I think a good place to start is that you've had something hanging on your wall ever since. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so when uh so when you gave us this worksheet, you know, we were doing the, you know, was it two days or three days? Um
0: two days. Two days,
1: yeah. So two days when we had the whole how to be a transformative principle. We had, you know, the first two days doing show up and lead up, and then the last day doing level up. Um, yeah, I just kind of had to fill this out. You can see that I've actually, you know, had to scribble something out there. So that's, that's you know, something out because I was drafting it kind of thing. Um, but really, this is kind of more than anything. This made me self-reflect more than, I have since becoming an administrator just because your first year is always, you're always bombarded by so many things and you learning on the job is so fast and so furious that you lose sight of a lot of things. So you get you get lost in the day to day. So, um, so kind of as a reminder, so after we did this whole thing and I got, you know, my show up and my lead up and my level up, um, I go ahead and I keep this attached to the whiteboard and it's in my office that way, and it's right outside my door. So I pass this every every time I go out my office. Uh just as kind of a reminder to um that I'm gonna do this one thing every day. And if I can do that, then you know I know that I've I've made I've had I've I've made my actually my one thing is uh how will I make this day a win? Um and that comes from um Thing we were talking about with uh, the shift in mindset, going from prevention to promotion. Yeah. So, so I see this every day. Every time I, le- I leave my office, I see this, and it's a reminder of do that one thing that's going to make this day a win. I can go home. Yes, I won today.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I think what what is so powerful about that is that uh, a small reminder that you see every day does a lot to help you focus on that thing over and over. And for those who are listening and can't see what he just showed, it is a a worksheet that I created. And when I do these trainings, I like to have a tangible thing for people to walk away with, for them to actually do something with. So on the front is a a Venn diagram with the three circles of show up, lead up and level up, which is what the themes of of the workshop are. And then there are action plans that you create as a part of that within there. And through, you know, one of the challenges I've seen as people go to conferences or workshops or whatever is that they take pages and pages of notes and never go back and look at them, never go back and review them there. See, there's your notes. That is a lot of notes you took, Ryan. Good for you. (laughs) So it's difficult to uh, to go back and review them. So I try to get people to synthesize everything onto one page. That they could refer back to and focus on and then in this particular workshop we talked about one thing and you shared that a little bit your one thing is how to make today a win so tell us why you chose that
1: i think and i'm going to refer to my notes just because um, once again it was like um and i think what it really kind of boiled down to when we were talking about the success mindsets you know we're all especially in education, we always hear about open versus closed mindset. We, we always hear about that. And, but I've, and this is the first time. huh?
0: And fixed and growth mindset.
1: Fixed and growth. Yeah. Open and closed, fixed and growth. We always hear those ones. This is the first one where I've heard of other mindsets that to me kind of, it made more sense. And it was kind of more of a kind of, and I hate saying this phrase because it's so cliche, especially in our profession, my aha moment. Uh-huh. Um, so, but like we had open and closed, then we had inward and outward. And then finally we had <clears throat> the prevention and versus promotion, where it was prevention was focusing on avoiding losing, don't rock the boat. Uh, and then the promotion, which is focus on winning. What's your destination in mind? And so as I was thinking about this, it was what destiny, it really kind of made me think, what is my destination personally as, as an educator, you know, I've stepped out of the classroom, I've stepped into the office and there, I'm, I'm going to be kind of vulnerable here. There have been times this year where I've been thinking, did I make the right move? Uh, yeah, um, And so it's really kind of helped me. Th- so th- those mindsets really kind of helped me rethink and focus my energy and my thinking about where do I want to go? Where do I want to, and and then it was like the, and then part of that verbiage, and I, I can't remember if it was in the notes or if it was in one of the handouts you gave us, but it was, I think it was make this day a win was one of the things, yeah, um, yeah, focusing on winning. And so even if it was one little thing of, so for example, if I'm going to uh, get my little checklist here, if I can check off like this this one right here, that's the most important. If I can finish that today, that's my win. Yeah. The rest can wait. The rest can wait to tomorrow.
0: Yeah. What what I love about taking this approach, Ryan, is that you and I both know, and everybody listening knows that as an administrator, there is so much to do that you will never get it all done. And as soon as you get one thing done, it's it's like pulling a thread on a sweater. It's just going to eventually unravel everything because there's there's always stuff to do. Because we're working with people and we're not like creating widgets um there's always something to do there's always something that we could do better and it's a never-ending process to try to figure that out and so i what i love about what you're saying is that you're really focusing on what's the the thing that is a win today and let me just do that and then today's a win and then everything else is a bonus and and so you're never well, maybe you will, but you're likely never only going to get that one thing done each day, but changing your mindset about that and focusing on this is a, a powerful thing for me to do. And that, that's what's going to make today a win. If nothing else gets done, at least I got that done. Uh, how how has that helped you in your day-to-day work?
1: I think it's really kind of taken some of some of the stress that I was feeling towards the middle of the year. Um, for for not getting everything done. You know, as administrators, we have so much on our plates, Um, you know, so many different things, so many different hats that we wear, you know, so I'm in charge of discipline over here, but then I'm also working with the attendance secretary on the tents over here. I'm also the head administrator for the virtual academy that our school runs. And so there's lots of different hats. And so getting lost in all those different roles was really starting to make me feel not successful because I would go home saying, I still have to do this. I still got to do this. I still got to do this. And oh my gosh, you know, I was going home to my wife and just like, I can't, you know, I didn't, I felt like I didn't get anything done. And changing this mindset to, like you said, if I can get this one thing done, that's my win. And then everything else is, you know, is a bonus you know so like i have to do some i have to do a bullying investigation that's my that's my my win for today if i can tie a ribbon on this bullying investigation that's going on um great and you know and it's even more fun because it's all cyber bullying so yeah I seriously i I, I, i'm I'm not a fan of snapchat right now yeah Um, i hear yeah and so but if i can get that done and contact parents and tie that all off with a nice neat ribbon and it stops the bullying great then as I'm going in and then then me scheduling my summative evaluations between now and the 10th, that's a bonus. If I can, you know, get a list of the prom chaperones, which is also on my list, that's a bonus, you know? So anything that's done after that is just a bonus. And I go home feeling, yes, I succeeded today. I might not have gotten to everything, but I got my main thing done and I got some extra stuff done too.
0: Yeah. So talk about how the workshop helped you see that in a in a in a different way. You've always had to-do lists, right? all year long you've had to do lists. But how did this this workshop help you see it in a different way?
1: I don't know. If so actually and so uh so once again new new admin. So learning as I'm going. And so part of part of it uh was actually being able to connect also with other assistant principals that were there. We're all doing the same job. And oddly enough, uh, Washington, the Northwest, you know, especially our area here, small world, I was actually able to reconnect with uh, a person that was in my administration cohort from UW Tacoma. Yeah. Cool. And and she was the one that actually had her list divided up. Like these are things that are calendar, this is the things on her calendar that were scheduled and had to do. And these are things that popped up over here. And so she was doing this format and I was talking to her about it. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I kind of started playing with it. So like, you know, okay. Jethro podcast at 1045. Check. That's done. That's thought that was officially on my calendar. Uh, JV softball supervision. Well, the rains, the, the fields flooded. So check that's done. Um, But then all the other ones that have popped up. So now I can do this. And so really it's, you know, so it's not just your work, Jethro, sorry, even though it's amazing. It's not just you. (laughs) Um, uh, It's a chance to, to meet with and collaborate with my peers. And admin's a small world. We don't have we don't have unions and we don't have these huge things. And so getting a chance to meet with people that do the same job is just priceless.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think that that is huge. And that's something that is incredibly powerful about being there together with other people in the same type of role. It really, really helps a ton. What would be your advice? And then we're gonna get back into the one thing that you're talking about, what would be your advice to somebody who's contemplating going to this? Because I've been talking about it for the last month and sharing it with people, and uh, people can go to workshop.transformativeprinciple.com to check it out and, and decide to sign up. What would be your advice if someone is thinking about doing it?
1: I'd say do it, just because I've been to I've been to more professional development this year than. I think, I so outside professional development, I've been to more this year as an administrator than I think I did for four years as a teacher in Washington. The amount of professional development that is offered, especially the new admin by AWSP and the ESDs is mind boggling, but yours was the only one that really made me shift my thinking. Um, and something—it's actually something that you said at the beginning of the presentation. And I've actually, by the way, I—I I, I didn't plagiarize. I quoted you on this when I was talking with another administrator about about it. Is everything that I've done so far this year has been here's another tool, here's another tool, here's another tool. Great, I've got a ton of tools. This one was an upgrade in my thinking. As you said, you can—you know—it's—it's it's like having apps on your phone another app great that works but sometimes updating the operating system is what works best so and I, and I know you said and i remember you you gave us that analogy and so i think anybody even if you've been a principal before and you've got years under your belt take a look at you know it's it's always good to get take a look at it from a new lens a new perspective uh, one of the things and i haven't gotten it yet just because you know but some, one of my summer readings is probably going to be school x uh, just because I liked what you said about schools right now. And I've seen it so much. Uh, schools right now are designed for teachers and not for students. It should be designed for students. And so, uh, so I'm curious what you got to say about that and what it looks like.
0: Yeah, well, that is a fun one. You're going to like it and it's going to it's going to change your thinking as well. Yeah. Uh, I I appreciate what you're what you're saying here. And I think the the thing to remember is that. Um it there's always plenty to do, and if we can change how we think about things, we can change how those to-do lists look and hmm. and I how think it's it done and how it gets done exactly so it's it's about more than just you know having having tools in your pocket to do things it's it's more about having the capacity and the ability to get things done in a way that like, one of the, one of the examples I like to give often is that if you can stop a problem from ever happening again, you would do almost anything to make that happen. And so here's, here's a brief example that I use in, in School X uh, that we had kids who were um, at lunch, kids would go sit down instead of getting in line to go through lunch. And they would, they would goof off and then they'd come up and the lunch ladies were already cleaning up all the delivery. Cause they thought they were done. And then kids would come up and say, Hey, I didn't get lunch. So they'd have to like get out their whole system again and then redo it. And they were like, you've got to force these kids to stand in line because we need to like, you can't let them go sit down. Cause they're sitting there talking. And then they get distracted and then they come up and get lunch and we've already packed up and they were just so frustrated. And I was like, there's gotta be something that is causing them, to not get in line so the assistant principal and i stood out there and like made sure that people were doing what they were supposed to be doing and getting food and and it was fine but i was like you know these kids sure seem to be taking a long time getting through lunch and i'm looking at this and like the lunch ladies have all the stuff lined up ready to go but the payment portal was causing a backup because the person there was hand entering every kid's number as they came up and we were like you know, that's what the problem is. That's a bottleneck. That's where they can't, um, they, they can't get through the line because they're, they're at a bottleneck. So we put in two stations, one person still, and the kids entered their numbers by themselves. And this one little thing that was so small, Ryan, just changed our whole lunchroom and made it. So kids got through going from, instead of getting through the lunch line in 30 seconds per kid, they got through the lunch line in eleven seconds per kid. Wow. and it made a huge difference and really helped us see like we've been looking at this problem all wrong. We're thinking we need to force these kids to be in line and stay in line for this long amount of time, and that's not really what they needed. Um, so going back to your one thing, how to make today a win, how is that thinking that one thing helped you be more flexible in what you're doing?
1: I think because, when I look at them so when I look at it it's like one it's it's making me think and reflect day to day as opposed to as opposed to you know coming in and you know having this huge long list of of things to do that were left over from yesterday left over from last week um and treating as oh I didn't get to this you know, yesterday, I had to make that my priority, having this, how much forces me to to reevaluate and assess my goals for that day. It's not just, it's not just about a checklist of, you know, that gets, just gets lost because there are some things on that checklist that, you know, that aren't super crucial that I could probably do at home. Like one of the things on my, uh, on my checklist was I got to make uh, some invites for a uh, Cinco de Mayo lunch that my wife and I are going to throw for the staff on you know, next Friday. But is that my priority? No. But if I, if, with my old way of thinking, it would have been like, Oh, I didn't get to do that. So let me do this first before I get to this bullying incident. So I'm sitting here for half an hour making pretty Cinco de Mayo invites when I should be interviewing kids.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. So
1: it really makes me assess that day what's the most important thing that day.
0: Yeah, versus I, what got
1: put on the back burner yesterday.
0: Yeah, totally. And so what what you'll find as you as you do this more also is that some things that have stayed on your to-do list eventually are just you're going to realize they're not worth doing at all. Period. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you may say, you know, I the Cinco de Mayo thing is really important, but the invitation is not as important. Right. And so the invitation is going to turn into an email that I just shoot out and say, or a calendar invite and say, everybody, Hey, this is where it's going to be. And in inside, you really want to make this super attractive, beautiful invitation that everybody really likes and thinks is great. But at some point you have to be okay with doing what we call B minus work and Mm As educators, especially, this is really hard for us because we we think we should get an A in everything, and that's just not the case. I'm starting a doctoral program, and I already know my goal is not to get all A's. If I get all A's, I'm putting too much time and effort into it, and I need to get enough to finish my doctorate. But I don't need to. I don't need to have. I don't need to be a top in the class. That's not important to me. There are other things that are more important to me, and I'm already telling myself that now. Because I know what my tendency is going to be. I know what what my, uh, what my the Jethro inside of me is going to say, you have to do this. You have to make this course the priority every day. Yeah. And that just doesn't have to be that way. So I'm really glad that you're seeing that. How has it helped you improve your leadership? And give some examples of how people have seen that change in your leadership.
1: Well, I know that my principal has definitely seen uh... – seeing it uh i think she's seen me prioritize better and uh focus better on um on certain things i'm to be honest i'm not quite sure that the staff see it as much um mainly because you know and and i you know when i was a teacher you know it, my world was my classroom. And so when my cla- when my when my classroom had a problem, I would take it to admin and they would fix it. And if they didn't fix it, I was like, well, what are you doing with your time? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm fixing this other problem over here. Um, and so and so there are things where as the teachers, like, this is a priority for 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 me because it's my classroom and this is I like got it's like, yes, that's your priority, but as a whole, the priority is this. And I think, and so, you know, so me, you know, my principal, my superintendents, our director of teaching and learning, they've seen where, because of this, I've become more attentive, more focused, and um, able to be more efficient. I'm not so sure some staff may have, some may not have, because it's just like, well, I I brought this to, to Ryan, you know, last week, and it's still going on. It's like, well yeah because you know i you know you're you're talking about a kid who won't answer you the, th- the third time you say his name and i've got this other kid over here who i have to look up the camera to see if he actually got throat punched in the hallway
0: yeah yeah so so let's talk about that for just a second because to each of us our problems are the biggest thing in the space so how do you manage dealing with that example you just described where a teacher think something is important, but you're aware that it's not. Did we just freeze?
1: Come on, bandwidth.
0: Yeah, OK, we're we back. We're back. Right. we're back. So let's talk about that situation specifically, because teachers, like you said, feel like the their classroom is their world. And they they think whatever happens in their classroom is most important, and no disrespect it's challenging for them to see that other classrooms have other things going on and that's just the way it is every principal thinks that their school is their world every superintendent thinks that their district is their world that is just the nature of the beast of when you're you're working with people the what's happening right in front of you is the challenge so how do you how do you work with teachers to help them see that those things are um it, you know important to you but not important to the whole. What does that conversation look like?
1: Honestly, I haven't learned how to have that conversation yet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be honest uh, because, um, but I definitely believe, so as far as the verbal conversation, uh, a lot of times when it comes to like, you know, if, if, so if a teacher emails me and is like, hey, this happened to sounds like, you know, and so it's communication really. It's like, okay, thank you for letting me know. I will get on it as soon as I can and then follow up and say, Hey, sorry. You know, the next day, Hey, sorry, something came up, you know, that was bigger, but I didn't forget it's on my, it's on my checklist. It just might take a little while because, you know, I've got, you know, a couple other things going on that, you know, are a little more urgent, I guess you could say. So having, so having that conversation verbally, yeah. Haven't quite figured out how to do it. Yeah, haven't had figured out how to have that crucial conversation yet. That's still a tough one. Yeah. That was part of my, uh, that was part of my, uh, what was it? Um, yeah. Part of my, uh, part of my lead up right here, increased communication.
0: <laughs> That's great. I love how you just referenced the worksheet yet again. That's awesome. So I think one of the things that, that I would say to that point is, is asking the teacher the the same kinds of questions that that you're asking yourself which is your one thing is how do I make today a win and so asking the teacher what is asking the teacher that same kind of thing what does a win look like for you today and is this thing that you're upset about as important as you feel like it is and it or is there something else that is underlying it or associated with it that is really what the issue is and so Going back to the example with the lunch ladies, they were upset that they were done serving and kids started coming up. That was very frustrating to them. And they wanted consequences and behavior changes for those kids who were not coming up uh, when they were supposed to. But that wasn't really the issue. The issue, that was, that was just a problem or a symptom of the problem um, that they saw. And so taking a step back and looking at the whole thing, we were able to see that there was a different problem, which is that the line was moving too slow and nobody could really see that from where they were standing. The Mm. the lunch ladies couldn't see it from where they were. The woman who was taking the kids numbers was going as fast as she could and doing the best that she possibly could. When we took an outside perspective, we saw what the problem was and being able to reason through and counsel through those things with teachers can be a really powerful exercise to to go through to help people see what the real issue is. Mm-hmm. And that that thing that I'm talking about is what School X is all about, which is the design thinking process and figuring out a way to see what the real problem is, gain empathy for the people who are experiencing it, and then helping them create solutions to overcome that. And that's that's really the gist of it. Um, so my final question to you today is what is one thing that a principal or aspiring principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you are?
1: Uh, hmm. I'd say first, and I'm going to reference the sheet again, just because uh, the, the worksheet again, just because, um, And this was the, the, the first day, so this is the show up part of it. And I put down, my goal is to lean into my strengths. So many times we're taught, I think, with growth mindset and all kind of stuff, we always look and say, what are my areas of growth? And so we're coming at it from, I'm not strong in this. How do I make myself better? But a lot of times we're not seeing that sometimes leaning into our strengths can also help us grow in that way. So there are things, you know, that, you know, that I I am, that I'm very good at. And so say, okay, I'm going to see how this strength that I possess can help me do this other thing that I need to grow in so so many times we compartmentalize them and we're not compartmental beings you know so we're 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 a balance we're a blend and so compartmentalizing your strengths and your growth over here and just working on this without using this um i think uh is where some people start to to burn out because they're always worried about growing and about growing and about growing but they never use their strengths to help them grow
0: yeah Boy, that is, that is very powerful. And something that I think you said so succinctly, lean into your strengths, identify them, recognize them, and and do them. I mean, it's so easy to be focused on our deficits and the things that we're not great at. Wonderful advice. Ryan, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principle. Thank you for being at the workshop and adding such value there. And again, for being here today. And if you are interested in Joining the workshop, we're starting next week, so we'd love to have you. May second is our first day.
1: Look yeah, at my workshop. calendar.
0: That's right. workshop.transformativeprincipal.com right. Thanks a so lot, Ryan. Appreciate it. Thank you. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments?